action and welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast. It is episode 45, I believe. I don't have it there, but I think it's 45. As always, we have your boy, Shawnee T in the building. Shawnee, what's up, man? What's going on, my man? A little bit late today. Uh, yeah, what, five past nine? So what, we weren't in the car for as long. Look, five minutes is a long, like, in the radio oh, business. No, I don't no. know if you know this. Like, no. I've been here for a few weeks now. Yeah. Five minutes is like ten minutes late. I know you. You definitely weren't on air still when. when no, I wasn't through. on air, but but I was sitting outside for twenty minutes. You know, he'll be here soon. Don't worry about it, Robert. He'll be here soon. But yeah. no, you made it up. So you left earlier today. Did you or later today? Uh, later, later. So seven forty-five, I think. Jazz, we're in the car. So Ooh, uh, yeah, we. Well, wasn't a two-hour trip this week. It was only okay. an hour and ten. So okay. um, I'll, I'll try and time it a little bit better though next week. And we got Jack and Jazz in here too. What's up, boys? Yo! Here we go, here we go. Well, well um, we're a bit dirty on Jack, though. I don't know yeah. whether we, there's a woo coming from, from me. I, I I feel like we got stood up last week. Speaking of this bloke, he just got that ahead of himself. <laughs> we got him on here, pumped him up, started his career for him. Uh, he's part of the team, you know. Where did he end up last Wednesday? I got poached. I got poached by uh by the GOAT. I don't know if you heard of him, Cam Smith. Yeah. Uh, Cam, uh, uh, rugby player? Rugby rings player? a bell. Yeah. I've heard of him. He's won a, won a few premierships, I think, down in the league. Yeah, league. yeah I think it's league. But I got yeah. a call and I, I said, no, there's no way I can do it. I've got the Rich Girl podcast. It's like, there's <laughs> not a chance. There's, there's like, no way we're going to be able to make it work. This yeah. is... But, and um, now look at him. Now he's down there with the big dogs, and we're just being put uh, put aside. But no, we we did have um, Zach on last week, and he he was just as good. So don't yeah. get yourself again. Nah, shout out. We, there is the, fool the, me once Jack. in the twos. There's someone chasing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to be on your A game today. I tell you that much. But uh, how you been, buddy? I'm good, mate. Good. I tell you what. I uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we we're talking last week before the game, and uh, mate, I've still been. There was two things that got me up and about last week. I tell you what, it was the seven AFL play. Of, Friday yeah. Focus featuring yourself, and we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, and then I'll tell you what I think. I'm still, I'm still just hyped after that tackle against Dustin Martin, and, mm-hmm. and hasn't that been doing the rounds? So that has. We'll, we'll jump into it. But I'll tell you what, it's a, there's a lot to talk about, man. I reckon this has probably been the most uh, that that we've had to, to sort of delve into over the past few weeks. But I want to ask you first, how, how are you feeling? Because as I said, there's been a few <laughs> highlights of yourself over the last. Uh, 48 hours or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the what was the wash up after Friday night? No, it was obviously a big week last week for us. Um, leave, even leading up to the game, we knew it was going to be a pretty big uh, game for us in terms of uh, the season and how it looks. Like we penciled this game in pretty early. Like Tigers are a big game for us now. I feel like we're starting to build a bit of rivalry there. Um, obviously, we played them twice in two years in finals footy. Um, that's one one. So. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of feeling going into this game, that's for sure. Uh, so I saw the 7 AFL thing, like literally Hugh McCluggage texts me and goes, oh, mate, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Like he's got like shivers going down his spine and, he's, you know, he's got like goosebumps. I was like, what the, f- what are you talking about? Like how would he, how's, how's so he seen it? did you know it? it was coming? Did you I know thought, it was... No, I thought it was going to be on the TV before the game, so yeah. I wasn't going to see till after. Yeah. I was like, how the hell is he? Like I know Hugh's Rolls Royce and does all this stuff, but... So anyway, I went onto the Facebook and saw that, and I was just like nearly in tears, man. Like that was such a nice like tribute to to the career, and I sent it to my dad, and he loved it. So it was one of those things that, although like they can at the start they compared me to Lenny Hayes and those you know, Kate Simpson and there were, was some massive comparisons. Some big names, but know, like I did, yeah. we're all, they're all different players. Like we're all different mm. in their own right. So I wasn't. But it was I the heart and soul. That, yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was, was about the heart and soul of. So so for those who missed it, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. the Friday focus in particular, yours was about players who are almost really the fabric of the club. I think Cade Simpson was one of them, Nathan Jones. We, we talk about the heart and soul mm. of a football club and, and they really focused on, I suppose, you know, the relationship you have with the Brisbane community and Carlton, for, for, yeah, for example. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was just really cool. Like, regardless of the heart and soul stuff, um, it's all pretty cliche in that, but like, I, just, I just thought it was a, a cool little tribute and just, like, showed up, um, showed my career kind of in three minutes. So I thought it was really, really... 
really um, humbling for me to see and something that you know I watched with the kids as well and they loved it. So something did, that I'll look back after footy. Did you did you have any visibility that it was happening or did anyone from the nah, club No, they just asked for some footage of me doing stuff. Like um, I sent in, like at the start, I sent in me jumping off roofs into trees um, when I was like 15 years old, like doing like that um, jackass stuff. I, yeah. I used to do that a lot of that. And I wanted to be a stuntman when I was younger. That's That was my, my dream job when I was younger, a stuntman. So... I used to do that, and that's what I sent into them. So I think that might have been a bit too much for them. They didn't put that on there. But the skating and the um, the podcasting and obviously the, the gaming stuff I do all made on there. So um, I think the underlying factor was a family man. That's what I really enjoyed. So, no, it was cool. Um, something that I, I was pretty – got me pumped up for the game, that's for sure. And then, you um, were pumped, mate. I, I was, was jacked. I, I mean, was even Jack jacked. and Jazz were talking about it. Tell you what, I, I saw it. And I, I didn't see it at first. Chloe, my partner, saw it first. And – Said, oh, have you seen this? And I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. You might have been on tears, mate. I, I was, was yeah. I was ready to rock, man. I, I felt like I was about to be a, uh, an emergency sub or something, yeah. man. I was, I wanted coach to put me in there. I was jacked. <laughs> I was ready to go. I don't usually get, uh, I don't talk to anyone on game day, and I was definitely just wanted to run through a wall to get to the game. So oh, I was ready to go. A massive, massive. And so the game obviously went out the way that we had all hoped uh, yeah. for, for for Brisbane's sake. Um, you, you spoke about the rivalry, and I think there was a period there where they really had the measure over the well, Brisbane they, Lions. Yeah, they started so. going for three goals straight away. I think Rewalt. So credit to um, uh, Marcus Adams, who was start, who was on him, <coughs> who was on uh, Rewalt at the start, and really um, came away after the first quarter and, and, and played a really good game. Like I think Rewalt had five touches and three goals. Um, and then finished the game with seven touches and three goals. So Marcus Adams did an amazing job after quarter time, um, which really helped us win the game. And a lot of blokes played their roles. And there's, there's injuries on both teams, so we don't really look down that avenue of excuses for for us if we lost. And I'm sure they wouldn't either. So um, you know they're they're a very very good team, and they're going to be you know finals contention up easily by you know by the end of the year. And if people are trying to write them off now or talk shit about them, it's going to bite them in the ass. Because we saw this last year. Mm. Like, they had a few injuries and lost a few games in the mid, mid-tier of the year. And they came out and did what they did. So I'm, I'm in no illusions that they're going to be back in the finals hunt and, you know, challenging top four probably uh, at the end of the year. So it was a really big win for us. And we've got another big one this week. But um, we had to move on pretty quick, which is annoying. But... Uh, we're excited for this week, that's for sure. Yeah, so so every win is worth four points. We know that. But yeah. there are wins against teams that yeah. do hold much more higher value than others. Yeah. Um, to beat Richmond, is it – like what does that do in terms of, again, the confidence and the belief amongst the group? Because, yes, they are missing some players, but you guys, you yeah. know, were, were missing some key personnel. And their system mm-hmm. is what allows them to be great. So they can miss a couple of players and still – um, be an unbelievable football team, Richmond. Yeah. Um, like, what what does a win against the Tigers actually do for the club? I think even even looking at the the statistics of the game, like we had a younger list um, on the field and less games played, um, so that's a really big boost for us in terms of the, the players coming in during these times that we've got injuries and playing their role, like Devin Robinson, Jackson Pryor, Kadeen Coleman, all these blokes playing some good footy for us, and you know they've only played a handful of games, so. Beating one of those teams who have had the Woodovers for, what, 15 years now mm. um, is, re- is really good for our confidence uh, going forward. But as I said, any team can win on the day these, in this competition. It's crazy how even the competition is. And um, if you turn up thinking, oh, you know, we beat Richmond, we'll beat any team now, like you get, you get your pants pulled down. So, yeah, it was a great win for us in the club. Um, but, yeah, we had to move on pretty quick, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's one of those things that you gain a lot of experience. I think we're six in a row now. So mm. it's one of those things that we know we can match up with the best. Um, and, you know, we, we could be... 
eight and eight and two, but um, we're seven and three, and, and we'll hopefully get another win this week. Yeah, you might have to move on pretty quick, but I tell you, who, someone who couldn't move on Friday night was Dustin Martin. After you absolutely no, came in and not. towed him up, uh, Jack, Jack in the background for those who can't see, he's absolutely going off. We all going off, mate. I mean, it, it was, it was a, uh, it was one of the best tackles of the year, to be oh. honest. Taken out of obviously the fact that it was you, it was a fantastic tackle. Um, at, at any point, did you, did you? Did you? When did you realise that you were going to have to? Because you elevated too. It wasn't yeah. just you, you. actually got off the ground to make sure that you could um, build the momentum behind the tackle. Like talk us through the tackle. I suppose of what was going through your mind at that time. Um, not much really. Like he, he came bursting out of the stoppage and centre bounce, and I kind of didn't didn't want. I, it was one of those decisions where you got to know if you, if you can impact go. If you can't, then get back on my winger. So I kind of made the decision early that I had to go impact that ball, and I kind of jumped up to in case he wanted to handball over top, and then. By that time, I saw his arm out and I kind of shit him. I thought he's going to put me in the next week here and then it's going to be all over social media and we're going to cop it hard. So luckily enough, it just stuck the tackle. Um, his arm just kind of just folded and that was it. But, um, you know, he's one of the, the best in the game of breaking those tackles. So, yeah, it's a good tackle for me on my behalf. But the, the whole team, I think it was our highest tackle efficiency for the year. So mm. um, we went to the game um, knowing they love to break tackles and get their goals from that avenue. So we really put an emphasis on um, stopping them trying to break through ours. So, yeah, it was a great tackle. Um, but... You know, it's not my first one of my career. I've done. I, I pride oh. myself in that shit. So it's not like, no, yeah. that tackle is going to define me. That's what like, I do, I'll, baby. That's what I do. Like, <laughs> I'm not good with the ball in hand. I'm just, I got to do something <laughs> off the ball. So that's my thing. So it's not like, yeah, I just, I've had it before. He's palmed me up before. Um, so it just went my way this time. Yeah. So now, now the the actual tackling technique. This has been something that was spoken about after the game about how the way that you guys tackle, um, not not just with Dusty, but anyone in terms yeah. of slapping the hands down first yeah. and then being able to really execute the tackle. It looks like it's second nature now. It looks like it's something that's been practiced over a time. Has this been a, a change in focus with the way that you guys mm. approach your tackling technique? Yeah, I'm not sure how other clubs go about it, but we've had a, a massive emphasis on our um, tackle technique for. a I don't know since I can remember now, probably like four or five years, we've been really focusing on it. Um, I think it probably stems from the, the likes of Dusty type players and other guys who break tackles. Um, breaking a tackle is massive in our game because it opens up a lot of space. So mm. we we go into every main training doing um, tackle technique, and uh, for the guys who like to fend off or palm off, put their arm out, we practice that motion of slapping the arm down with one and then you know taking their body with the next next motion. So. I think a lot of teams will be practicing it, not just us, but um, you just sometimes it comes to fruition a lot more, um, and sometimes you forget about it in game about that technique, and then you get you no know, fended off or your tackle broken. So it's all about um, you know the craft we put in towards that. So it's yeah, I think a lot of teams have been doing it. Um, it just was more prevalent the other night. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now there's there's actually been a fair bit going on over the last twenty four hours. So much hours. going on. Uh, it's it's been nuts. We've been, we've actually been trying to sort of stay tuned with with what the latest news is. It's it's nine thirty a.m. Uh, on on Wednesday as the at the time of this recording. But th- there is going to be some movement we anticipate today around the AFL schedule and what that could mean, yeah. in particularly for Victoria. As of last night, there were up to nine uh, new cases of a recent cluster um, of the uh, co- co- coronavirus. Um, there was actually a case at the MCG, which is that. obviously now starting to impact. So the they got to chase it. What game was it at? Uh, Port Adelaide and, and Collingwood. Collingwood. So um, they got to chase down. I don't know how many. What fifty thousand were there? Who? How many were there? Uh, twenty thousand, I think. I oh, was, really? I want to say there was twenty. I think twenty thousand in this particular section of the oh, um, okay, okay, of the uh, of the stadium. So I mean, it, it was you know there, there's thousands at. The, the pies port clash that, yeah, that yeah, are going to yeah. have to be, um, I suppose, monitor for symptoms, but then also to get tested immediately. So the yeah. AFL is actually right in the thick of this. Um, well, that happened with us against Geelong. Um, I got tickets for friends who mm. came to that game. Um, shout out, 
Shout out Hedger and uh, Mifsor if you're listening to my, my gaming buddies. They oh, came yeah. to the game um, and I got them tickets and then literally within 24 hours, we're getting phone calls from the government saying, who would you give these tickets to? Um, what's their contact details? Have you guys been tested? Like mm. that whole process happens like instantly. So obviously from our game, it was more of like a Brisbane thing. So all the, all the Brisbaneites got kicked out of the stadium and whatnot, but um, they do some serious due diligence around who was there and, and was like, what's their... The outreach, I guess, for like yeah. who, who can they next see? So it's, it's, it's extensive and they're going to be doing a fair bit of work if it's around 20-odd thousand people. Yeah. That's oh, sure. well, 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 according to, to afl.com.au, I mean, thousands of fans who watch the, the, the Port Adelaide game at the G um, have been assessed as a close contact. So okay. as soon as you've been assessed as a close contact... So one, so one guy hasn't actually had it. Is that right? Uh, well, there there was a positive contact. COVID uh, uh, case that mm. attended the match. So that's obviously where... Um, the issue now comes into account. Yeah. So the Department of Health Victoria uh, issued a text message, I think, to, to those fans um, impacted after 11 p.m. last night. So, yeah. you know, you're probably going to bed trying to uh, <laughs> at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday just trying to settle down and you get a text message from the Department of Health Victoria yeah, saying yeah, yeah. You, you, you've been assessed as a close contact. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, um, yeah, immediately wanted to, to go about and do the right thing. So, And that could have transferred to a Port Adelaide fan who can then be in Adelaide. So that would be yeah. doing a fair bit of work. Correct. So, yeah, so it relates to anyone seated in zone four at the G, sitting in bays one to one six, uh, so M1 to M16. So if, you so if you're listening and you haven't been hit <laughs> up by the government, Make you sure. might want to check your ticket. <laughs> Make sure you go about and uh, follow the <laughs> follow the latest health guidelines. This if is you where can. you get the news. This is where you get the news. Through it. Yeah. This will be out of 5.30 tonight. But yeah. <laughs> Correct. So if hopefully you're monitored, you, you haven't done too much today. Because this probably won't drop till till Wednesday night, but uh, yeah, mm. so so that's obviously going to be a bit of an impact for, for those uh, in the game, and, and and there are some movements now. So I yeah, believe so uh, Essendon's Essendon, gone to WA and Gold's gone, gone to Sydney. So those guys will be um, traveling. I think three days prior, they've got to be to the the destination. So mm. they'll they'll be straight into quarantine since they get to um, Sydney or New South Wales and WA, and then they get tested on arrival, and then they'll just wait for the negative test, and then they can go about their business. But it's uh, it's a bit of a whirlwind for players and. I know we're going to talk about if if they'd like to go back into a hub again, um, but I think the, yeah that that'll be fine. They'll just would have packed a a lot more than what we did when we went down Geelong for a couple of days. They would, they would have packed a fairly big suitcase just in case they get stuck to and wherever they are. But um yeah it, it's 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 nothing crazy. They they'll probably be get tested straight away and then they'll be fine to play and then go from there. But it just kind of puts a a weird situation for the Victorian government if the cases keep going crazy and then, mm. you know, they've got the Dreamtime game next week, which is a 100,000-plus sellout game every year. So it's going to be a fairly uh, fairly big project for them. Absolutely. And we've actually just seen in the last sort of 30 minutes that fans will be able to attend matches in Melbourne this weekend. Oh. Um, uh, Marvel uh, will be open, so the roof will be open. And uh, what that crowd capacity looks like, we'll, we'll, we'll learn later today. But crowds will be... At this stage, um, the crowds will be allowed to, to attend games in Melbourne this weekend. Well, that sounds like they got undercover. Like, that sounds like they got mm. under control. If they're going to allow them straight away, like, I know other local governments would just be closing their borders and everything. They're pretty mm. – I know WA's full on with it. Um, we always get talked about that. Um, but yeah. they must have something under control to be able to allow straight away. Well, I think the issue probably comes into if, if other state governments see issues with Victoria that they start to close the borders. Mm. So if that happens, then the WA teams have to get out, the Queensland teams have to get out. Yeah, the, that's um, why we stayed in, yeah. in, in Victoria because we had, I think it was, who do we, I think we had Essendon over at the Gabba mm. originally, but we had to play them um, in Melbourne for two, in the second week that we were there and because then they had, they had to fly to WA the week after and, and they didn't want to get contaminated or go through that process. So we just, 
know, bit the bullet and stayed there. Yeah. So, so, so you spoke about just before the possibility of having to go into a hub. Um, again, if, if, if the situation became serious and the game had to obviously make uh, similar plans as they did last year, and I believe the contingency plans are already there. So yeah, if, yeah. if something has to happen, the game will be better prepared knowing obviously how they were able to navigate through last yeah. year. But do you think having gone through the hub last year, and it's probably a little bit more difficult for yourself because yeah. you weren't having to relocate um, everything as, as some other games, uh, so other clubs had to, but do you think the industry would be better prepared going around this time around or do you think it'd be worse knowing how hard it was for so many people last year? I think a bit of both really. Um, I can't really talk on other teams and how they, they went during the bubble because some teams flourished and some teams probably didn't do as best as they would have wanted to. Um, but everyone wants to play footy. So I, I know for a fact that at the AFLPA, um, I'm a delegate for our team, that we're, we're always about doing what's right for the game and mm. how we can help in any way we can. So um, I think teams will be better prepared. Like it was all on the fly last year. Like we were learning stuff every day, every hour. Like same as the public, we're learning what we can and can't do. And and I think if you like, you you best you best bet is to just do the the um, the most you can in terms of how strict you're going to be with everything you're doing, and then you can kind of just work back from that as the restrictions ease. So I think teams will be better prepared. I don't know if some players struggle a little bit more than others, but we know we've only done two to three weeks max, so we can't really talk too much on it. But I'm sure everyone will be wanting to do what's best for the game. There's an element that I reckon the game, the industry would would really struggle, you know, because yeah. it was really hard for for so many they people. They did months. They well, did months. Long you know, time. remember the the Victorian teams were told it might only be thirty days, <laughs> yeah. end up being six months. Like yeah. it, it would have been super tough for, for oh, yeah. these guys. Yeah, it would be. But uh, the AFL and all the clubs did such an amazing job last year, and mm. everyone did such good, like great work in. In the community, when they could do stuff like via you know, FaceTime and Skype and all those all those programs, we'd still try to get in touch with the members. So I think the members kind of lost out on that little personal feel, but us trying to play footy was trying to like take their mind off it a little bit. But yeah, I think we'd be better prepared for it, that's for sure. Yeah. So now, now we, we did talk about the Shea Bolton, um, Daniel Rioli situation last week, and mm-hmm. it, it's difficult for us to talk about because, again, we don't have all the facts and, and yeah, the details, yeah. but we, we, we have learned over the last uh, 24 hours that uh, Shay has um, uh, made a an apology for for obviously the incident itself, and um, has agreed along with the Richmond Football Club to make a a big charity donation um, yeah, of twenty grand, uh, twenty grand, uh, which uh, after a joint investigation between the AFL and Richmond found that the that that Shay had, uh, in their words, uh, exuberated a, a nightclub fight. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I still think twenty thousand is a lot of money to to, to yeah. find someone who, again, I think according to to his words, and and I'm looking at the statement here that, um, according to uh, Andrew Dillon, that the investigation concluded that Shay's actions on the night had the potential to cause a much worse situation for all involved. Uh, Shay understands the choice he made was the wrong one. He's acknowledged his mistake and is now accountable for his actions. Um, but again, it, it is so difficult because as players and as members of the society, we are asked to uh, de-escalate situations yeah, yeah. By, by walking away because you spoke about it. If you, if someone targeted you, the other party wouldn't necessarily make headlines. It would be yourself. 100%. But, um, you know, 20,000, it, it is a lot of money for a 22-year-old. Yeah. Um, I, d- I dare say it would be coming out like monthly. It wouldn't be like doing a fat 20 grand mm. donation straight away, be, you know, because a lot of players... Like even though the public think we got money coming out of our ass, you wouldn't have just twenty grand sitting there just to pay uh, a donation that you weren't ready for. So we spoke about the three thousand dollar pet bill last <laughs> week. <laughs> my cat. We're talking about my cat again. 
No, but seriously, like it's it's that's a yeah, it's a hefty fine. But if that's what the AFL believe, and they'll do the due diligence one hundred percent, they probably would have gone a more thorough investigation than most would. And um, it's one of those things when it brings the game into disrepute, they they mm. need to be on the front foot with that stuff. And uh, there's a lot of campaigns of one one punch victims and um, trying to stamp out that stuff in the in the public. So although he's you know he's doing the doing the right thing in my in like in my opinion in terms of sticking up for your friend and you know, all that kind of stuff, but yeah, as I've been through my career, like I've every situation I put myself in, it's always, oh, can you, could you have walked away? That's everything mm. I've always been told, um, and that's where I've always had to apologise and stuff because you know, in in those scenarios you can, but it's just when someone's hit like those circumstances they're under, um, he thought that was the best thing to do was fight for his mate, and um, I don't know what actually happened to him. We don't know anything that happened to him in, like in that situation, but that's just what's happened. So yeah, you got to kind of AFL has to show the front that they, you know. They're practicing what they preach, and that's mm. why you probably got a big fine. Absolutely. So, so that twenty thousand will be donated to uh, Tomorrow Man, which is an organisation that works with boys and men to develop help, uh, healthy masculinity. Um, so, look, a fantastic organisation that do mm. a, an amazing amount of work that that really focus in on that area. And and look, credit to Shay for for standing up and 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 accepting um, accountability. I think yeah. it's really important as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, that's done and dusted now, and everyone can move on from that. Yeah. Um, it was lingering for a little bit there, but. I'm sure he just wants to get his wrist um, healthy and get back out there and start playing good footy again. So, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now uh, speaking of someone who's going to be able to play footy this weekend is, is Nick Noholman. Yeah. Um, he found himself in a really difficult situation over the weekend. I mean, I don't think there was anything he could have done to have prevented um, what had happened. No. It was a really unfortunate incident. And it's probably, it's probably the one example I think we need to use in the game that accidents happen, you know, yeah, that yeah. you can execute the perfect tackle yeah. and accidents will happen. I mean, he, he obviously received a two week suspension, um, from the MRO, which was obviously overturned last night from the, from the AFL tribunal. I saw you put a tweet out yeah. um, at the mm, time. So. Yeah. I was, I was live streaming at the time when I got told about it. And so I went to the AFL and looked at the footage and I just couldn't believe that that was a two week ban. There was, I thought he executed a perfect, um, tackle from behind. Um, he even didn't fall into his back. He turned him on his side um, how we get taught to do, um, the chase from behind thing, that's, that's always been in our game and we've always been told to chase and tackle. Um, as soon as I saw that he was concussed, Duncan was out with a concussion. That's when I, um, knew that that's probably why it was looked at so heavily and we're given a two week ban. But I just mentioned in the tweet that, um, uh, we play a contact sport and we go into the game knowing that accidents can happen and Holman, there's no intention for him to drive his head into the ground or concuss, give him a concussion or anything like that. It was simply just doing... I think that's a part of our game, which is tackling. Now, if I don't want that to happen, then just eradicate the tackle altogether, get rid of the bump, because we just saw Plowman get two weeks for his as well, which I thought was fair. Like, all he had to do was, he was trying to do a body spoil, and that's all we get taught to do as well. And the thing that could have saved him was if he just put his right arm out a bit and looked like he was trying to spoil the ball, which he was regardless, but that's that's two weeks there. So it's more of a knee-jerk reaction. Obviously, we're trying to stamp out concussions in our game, and... Um, we're trying to look after our players as best we can, but there's, there's got to be some kind of common sense there that, you know, we can't control everything we do in, in terms of these tackles because every situation is different and you have a split second to, to make these decisions and how you can prevent something like that happening. So it was a one action movement. Um, there was no driven him into the ground, driving him into the ground or trying to hurt him. It was, uh, just a normal tackle and that, and he got off, which is good. I tweeted out and Nick actually texted me and said, no, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Like he was starting to worry a little bit. I was like, mate, you should not get weeks for that. So mm. um, yeah, yeah, common sense did prevail, and he got off, which is a, which is a good thing. As a, now, someone who will be on the sidelines with suspension though for the next couple of weeks is Lockie Plowman. I, I believe yeah. you might have seen that incident as well, um, yeah. where 
I suppose his 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 actions resulted in a concussion to to Jago Amira, who obviously won't be available to play this weekend. Um, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I thought it was a it was a good good body check, good spoil. Um, and I think it was more of like a whiplash reaction that probably hit, like hurt his um, chances of getting getting off that um, two week ban. But I'm not too sure. I think I think if he just put his right arm out and act like he was going to spoil the ball or trying to spoil it with his with his fist as well, he would have got off. Um, but yeah, I think those things because he had time to pull out if he really <coughs> pull out if he really wanted to. Um, that's what kind of done him. But um, and that, I saw in the report that it was Jager didn't have any awareness behind him, whereas uh, Plowman had awareness who was in front of him. So it was one of those things that um, I think if you elect to bump and you hit him like that and they go for the concussion, that's probably going to be would be weeks regardless. The the situation with Plowman and Holman really does show how serious the AFL is, mm. is taking um, knocks and concussion. Um, yeah. do, do you feel like the game is, is really now at a tipping point where th- there is some confusion amongst players and, and coaches and fans around what, what isn't, isn't an accident and what isn't, yeah. isn't a, a football action, but it seems like the game itself is, is really trying to come to terms with how serious we need to take concussion. Yeah. Well, as a player, I know if, if I'm involved in anything that um, results in a concussion, you're getting looked at immediately. Mm. Um, and I, I do, I do uh, applaud that, but at the same time, it kind of just takes away, um, what, what you know is in fairness in the game. Like these things happen all the time in terms of, um, like I was mentioned before, like we I'm involved in that many contests and, mm. and I, there's obviously times where I can line someone up and hit them pretty, you know, dirty wise and I'll mm. be out for weeks regardless. There's sometimes where you might be accidentally just tackle someone and you take them to the ground and they hit their head and then you're done for weeks. So there's a bit of confusion there, that's for sure. But I think if if we keep uh, getting educated on what we can and can't do, and, and it's hard because of so many different instances uh, in a game and every tackle and every bump is different and you only have a split second to make a decision. So I think there's uh, a little bit of grey around that for sure. But um, I think you're just gonna, you just have to kind of cop it. Like if you go, if you try and go against your fine or try and uh, get your fine reducted, uh, you can always um, get a couple of heavier fine if you lose that one or same thing with the tribunal. So it's just going down that path. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, there's a couple of, um, yeah. It's just, what gets me though is that Nick Holman doing a textbook tackle yeah. was going to give two mm. weeks. Finlayson for GWS elbow running to the, to the back of him with his elbow and he got one week? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's where I think as a fan... I'm finding that inconsistency, and it is evolving, yeah. and they are going to get better, and it's going to get refined. But if early doors, that's happening. That's what just irks me. I, I mean, think, yeah, I think with that as well, uh, you saw Marlon Pickett get done for a week um, for his head high, mm. whatever that was. Um, you look at you; they always take the medical report into into factor as well post post game, and if it's if it's pretty clear that you're not injured from it or um, along those lines, I'll just give you done. That you get done for. Um, recklessness or, you know, rough conduct and the impact of it and how high it was. Like, you get great on so many things. It's so hard to nitpick it apart. But mm. I think if if your intentions are to strike someone and you don't actually hurt them, you just get done, like, the minimum, really, which is low impact, high, high, uh, high contact, low impact, and just careless. There's so many different grades in these things where you can't just throw a blanket over all of it. And be like, yeah, that's that's what you get regardless. It's It's so many things you can go against. So... I know every time I've been to tribunal or um, I've been um, uh, banned, uh, what's it called? Banned, yeah. Yep. Um, yes. They always take into consideration what you could have done. 
mm. differently. So it's just one of those things. It's really interesting, especially for yeah, Lyson. especially that one. You know that yeah. that that was the one that I th- still think a lot of people go, "Well, geez, you you, you compare the pair." Yeah. Uh, you know, it it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it does lead me to an article I, I was reading in the in the Age uh, by John. Uh, uh, Pyrick, who who actually uh, wrote a column, uh, an opinion piece around the fact that are AFL players being as honest as they can be about head knocks? And I thought this was interesting, and it leads into say that uh, Brad Crouch has said that some players may hide concussions because of the AFL's twelve day stand down rule. Um, what Mark Murphy believes his generation has come to understand the long term health impacts um, and more inclined to put their hands up, um, but come finals time. Uh, it could be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, w- w- what do you what do you make of this discussion? Because I, I found it really interesting, and it's mm. probably one that I first kind of raised about when we spoke about the twelve day stand down um, policy around concussion. About how some players may look to to maybe not as be as honest or or try and do what they can to hide their concussion symptoms. I think today's day has changed a lot. Um, mm. When I first started, like getting concussion or whatever it was, kind of like a a little bit of a proud thing on your, your, your badge of honor, badge of honor on your shield, mm. or go out in your shield, or whatever. It, like you may may see it as like we used to view it back then as that. Um, now it's 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 a scary thing. CTE, post footy, you see a lot of it in the NFL. Um, boxing obviously is a massive one for that too. Mm. Um, so I think the players are very well educated now that the head knocks aren't something to muck around with. And and if you lie about it and you they the club finds out about it, it's it's the doctor who's in gets in trouble too. So mm. you got to think about their career. They, they can be sacked from it straight mm. away if they find out that you that you're both covering up head knocks or whatever it may be. So uh, we've got great doctors, and if uh, we they educate us at the start of the year, saying, "Look, this is what it is now. It's twelve days. If you get concussed, I don't care what you say. If I see your arm go limp, mm. if I see any signs of concussion, like during a hit or whatever, um, we're taking you off and we're assessing you straight away." So. Um, I definitely used to cover it up when I was first starting out. Um, but nowadays if, if I've got a head knock and I'm not feeling great and it could be delay concussion as well, you've got to talk about those symptoms. You can't hide that for the fact that, you know, if you do go and get another head knock, it's just as bad or mm. down the track, I've got kids to worry about now. I don't, you know, if, and my later in my career, mm. I'm not really about that life. So it's more about the, you know, looking after yourself and your well being. So I think today everyone's, I'm not too sure about Crouch's comments, but I know on Murphy's that I agree with his that, that um the players are starting to understand of what what repercussions it has from head knocks and it's not something to muck around with. So, um finals time we spoke about when it first came out. Finals time is probably a different story to be honest. Like yeah. if it's a grand final, you're gonna miss out. I think who missed one for the Adelaide game uh, for the for the AFLW. Oh, um the captain. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't remember. His, yeah. I'm having a mind blank, but she missed out the grand final and they evidently they lost the game. So. That's that's one that's one case you can take of like it's a pretty big thing missing Chelsea grand, Randall Chelsea Randall yeah yep. for missing the grand final with that um it's gonna be pretty hard for a player to mm. come forward and say yeah you know I, I'm experiencing you know a bit of delay concussion here doc I yep. don't think I can play I think it'd be that's when I think it's gonna be very well tested yeah well, well, well Nick Rewalt came out a, a few weeks ago and and wasn't he uh, criticised for his thoughts around well if he was uh, diagnosed with concussion uh, in the week of a say a grand final he yep. would look to potentially take it to the high court um, you know, I, to, to, to try and challenge it. but I would as well Yeah, in saying that. Yeah. Um, and I know that's putting your health before everything else and how seriously we take concussion at the moment. Um, mm. That's just me being honest. Um, it's my opinion. I I'm not thinking about um, what the public is going to perceive that as. That's just... If it was, if it were, unless it was a very bad head knock and I, you know, potentially had bleeding on the... Like, all that kind of stuff. Mm. It obviously yeah. comes into account, but I would definitely challenge it to, to play in the finals and um that's what that kind of that's what i mean like there's, there's so many situations you're going to be put under this year that um we're going to test this out 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, now this is a, a fantastic week for the game. It, it is Indigenous round. And, Love and this round. Oh, I know you do. Uh, you, you've obviously got strong ties to the to the round and, and to the culture. And I actually wanted to, to raise this first because I was watching AFL 360 the other day. I think yeah. I might have texted you. You texted me. I was like, who texted me about this? <laughs> yeah. And I saw David Noble talking about the North Melbourne yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Indigenous round Guernsey for this week. And it was actually designed by, by, yeah, by your, your lovely partner, Emma. So can you talk us through about that process and how Emma was first engaged with the North Melbourne football? Yeah. I think Emma spoke to North Melbourne in the preseason. She designed the the women's one as well. I'm I'm pretty sure from memory. Um, and then she got asked to do the, the men's. And you know, obviously we know Jed Anderson. Um, I know uh, Jai Simpkin a little bit well too. I know uh, Taron Thomas as well. He's he's a Tassie boy. So I know a few of those boys. Um, and when she got asked to do it, she was you know she'd love to. She's done a she's done the the, the Colton's first ever one. That's mm. when I when we first started doing Indigenous jerseys. Um, and then she did the lines when she came up here and then she done North Melbourne. So she's done three really good ones and I'm very, very proud of how, how it looks. I think it's turned out amazing. Um, and it's great the way that we get to celebrate, um, the culture for two weeks now. I think we, mm. I think Dreamtime's next week, that game, that's yeah. the, obviously the biggest game in one of the calendars. Um, so we get to see that, but I think it's cool cause we get to wear Chris Johnson's design this week, um, and next week in different colors. So Obviously, he played a Fitzroy and the Brisbane Lions um, and, you know, part of the three-peat. And he's just yeah. a, such a huge thing for us at the club. So it's great to see him, his design on the jumper and we get to wear that pride. But, yeah, it's a very, very proud moment for our household again. Uh, I'm going to have to get another jersey frame now, which isn't cheap. So looking forward to doing that. But uh, it looks really good. I can't wait to see the, the North Melbourne run out in the, her jumper. Yeah, so is Emma doing any boots for some of the players around she, the league this year? She actually gets stressed out a lot. She, she put it on the burner this year. She said, no, nah, I'm not doing any more boots. Yeah. Um, last, I think it's the last... Seven years she's been doing them. Um, yep. She has about five to six pairs of boots, and she always like saves it really late. She always like mm. does it like a few weeks leading into us. So yep. she just puts herself under too much stress. Um, and but she loves doing it. But it's just the process that um, I think she did Dusty's last year, um, Shane Edwards last year, mm. maybe Rewalt as well last year, and like a few other few other big names and stuff. So she's got some names on a on a in a you know, pocket, that's for sure. But yeah. um, I think she's just doing mine, so I feel privileged. Yeah, so now, now we, we did see Port Adelaide obviously go through a bit yeah. of an issue with their Indigenous round Guernsey, and it's good to see that um, they've they've actually been able to sort it out in the end yeah. because it, it would have been really difficult for, for everyone involved when that situation first came to light. Yeah, see, I, I, I know, I understand the whole story, but me touching on it is probably not my place, but the way that the the original artist handled it I thought was, was very classy and, mm. and it was great for all parties involved, so... Shout out to her for what um, the way she handled it. It was very mature, and um, I think they're still going to wear it. Um, yeah, maybe. yeah. So, so e- e- Ellie Campbell, the uh, Indigenous artist, has, has given permission yeah, yeah. Um, for, for Port Adelaide to be able to wear the, the Guernsey, and I'm, I'm sure... So that's again, great. That's great for her, yeah. like, for her and her family. And obviously, you know, those designs mean so much to the, the culture and the family, and um, they're going to wear it with pride, obviously, mm. uh, during the rounds. And um, just really, really happy that she gets some of her artwork on a jersey, which is a really big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, obviously, Indigenous Round, it's a it's an unbelievable opportunity to really reflect on all the great Indigenous players that have played mm-hmm. the game. I, I won't ask you for your favourite Indigenous player because no, I'm sure it's it. hard to... Go for it. I'll, I'll uh, say well, 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 who, who, who would it be? Who, give, give, me, give me two players. Oh, okay. Um, I'll give you like a, round, a top five that I've played with. So yeah. um, i got so, Andrew Walker, obviously, in there for taking the marks that he always took and I used to kick him the ball. So that was, yep. that's my little McClendon of fame. Very nice. Um, Eddie Betts, you've got Jeffrey Garlett, you got Chris Yaron, you got... Charlie Cameron, like the list goes on and on. Like mm. I've got some very, very good players, and they're all like, probably I don't know if you we don't have future Hall of Famer type thing, do we? Like it's it's really hard. Like, yeah. We do, but like it's really yeah. it's, it's really, difficult. It's difficult to pick those ones, but those guys are either going to be club legends or um, Hall of Fames in their own right. So 
Yeah, those top probably missing one in there, but those top five are, are pretty special, I dare say. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like, I mean, he's still playing, but, but Buddy Franklin, like, if he yeah. kicks a thousand goals and what's he on now? Uh, he's on nine hundred and fifty something, I believe. He uh, he's he's about he, he could absolutely hit it this year. So he's he's in the he's in the yeah. mid nine hundreds. Okay, um, so he could absolutely. Oh, but he's only playing every second week though. Like, uh, so it's going to be tough. He's going to keep yeah. he's going to keep, keep six, six, six every every four nights hey, to make if it. He's working for him. Why not? Uh, I'll tell you what. That that, that is going to be quite tough if he do, does get it there. But I'll tell you, there's two that have always stuck for mine. So Michael Long, because I grew up in Darwin. So, okay, yeah. So Michael Long was just you yeah. know he was a hero for yeah. for everyone. 100%. Um, in, in the community and, and to sort of see the way that he played um, the game and, and just how much he was revered. And, and Essendon, Kevin Sheedy, did such an amazing job really integrating the, the Northern mm-hmm. Territory up mm-hmm. there. Um, so so certainly Michael Long would have to be one for mine who yeah, I, I just – I just I see the impact that he's had. And it's lived on, hasn't it? Like the long yeah. walk. Yeah, know, long walks every, every – so I think we're doing one this Saturday – uh, in yep. Brisbane, so that's really cool. If you want to get involved, go to the Brisbane Lions website. I think I'm pretty sure it's a Saturday or next Saturday, but um, they're doing it for our Indigenous round this week. Yeah, I went to the very great. first one. Yeah, uh, he, in that's, that's actually such a good thing to watch. Mm. I just love the whole spectacle and watching the culture be celebrated during that week. And then the Dreamtime game, like you get chills watching that when they're all doing the, the war cries at the start of the, the game. It's just really good to see. But mm. of all time, my probably favorite it's, it's Adam Goods. I used to be a Sydney Swan yeah, supporter. So I was going to say that. Yeah, I was a Swanee supporter growing up. Um, and I remember in my second or third game, I was lined up on the wing. I don't know why I was out there, but mm. I was next to Goods, and I was like, "Damn, he's big. He's he's yeah. he's, he's real. Like how big he is." Yeah. Um, I didn't see him for the rest of the game though, but. He, he was um I was I was a little kid just like, oh, wow he, he made I was in the, awe he made the all Australia he he went he made the all Australian he team everywhere he's a ruckman as a ruckman he, like, he was he was yeah crazy and like, I played against him played against Sydney a couple of finals too and just watching him and Juddy go at her sometimes I was like mm. I'm just a spectator at the moment I'm doing nothing in these games but it was so much fun to play with him yeah no he was he was special so he, he, he would have to be you know up there for mine he was the second one I was going to say the the one that I didn't realize oh, until after his career just just how good of a player he was was Michael O'Loughlin I was just gonna um, say that too, and yeah. he follows me on Instagram. Shout out, you know, you know, he doesn't miss an episode. He, he but, doesn't. Um, no, no he always he, gives us a like. That's Sydney, uh, Sydney versus West Coast. I always remember that moment when he kicks the goal and gets mm. in, the, in the in the in the crowd's face. Yeah, that's just so symbolic of the way he played it. Like he was so passionate and stuff, and he was. I don't know his stats and how many games he played, but he, he was just—he he was, was that, a beast, man. Yeah, but like it wasn't until after his career I went, man, he could play. Yeah, you know? like he was a good player. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't recognize him as much as I should have. Yeah, um, but Andrew McLeod too. Like I, he was—I think he goes down to one of the greatest of all time, doesn't he? Yeah, some he has of his to. accolades and stuff that he's got—it's just second to the none. Like, yeah, I mean, he—he he could be one of the greatest who have never won a Brownlow. I—I I, I think not, um, probably Andrew McLeod because he won two Norm Smiths, two Premiership players. Damn, he would have been All Australian. I, I remember there was a year he got pretty close. Yeah, um, but just. He was he was good as well. So yeah, there's a, the list goes on and on. You can talk about it all day if you really want to. Yeah, absolutely. I um I think uh, I think we're I think we're all out. I think oh, that's kind of us. Matho. Yeah, I was going to say we've 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 got uh, we've obviously got a special guest that yeah, uh, we're going to yeah. jump on uh, this week. Do you want his number? Um, which is uh, which is which isn't too bad. Hello. Reese, Beast Mode, Matheson, welcome to the Rip Podcast, mate. you got me and Shawnee T. How are you on this fine Wednesday morning? Rob Dog, going well. Um, I was just out for, uh, out for brekkie with uh, Pumba and Bez. Down, oh, down street, so. don't, don't tell them about you being on the podcast because they'll be pretty flat. <laughs> so that's yeah, Cam Rayner no. and uh, Jared Berry. That is, that is. Where are you getting breakfast at today? Now, just down Oxford Street. Oxford Street? We uh, never go down there. Yeah. 
Oh, no, somewhere different. Somewhere different. I had to change it up. I don't rate that. I don't rate <laughs> that. Don't, I, don't, I don't want to tell locals. I don't want to tell locals. That's not good. Mate, how you been? Obviously, it was a big game Friday night. Um, I thought it'd be, it'd be stupid not to get one of my best mates on the podcast and see yeah. how he's going. How, how'd you pull up from the game, mate? Um, no, I've pulled up well, and um, thanks for having me on, Rob. I've always asked. Yeah. <laughs> I've always... I've always seen the studio and your setup, so I've always like, come on, Rob, get me in. Um, so uh, when you gave me the text message, I was pretty stoked this morning, actually. You got me straight out of bed. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did text Ben Keys first, but then I thought, oh, shit, I should get Matho on then. Well, me, well, me and Keys, he's not a bad bad. I was going to get you both on the same there, time. Because he's, he's playing some pretty good footy at the moment, isn't he, really? He is. So. He's, playing, he's probably most Ooh. underrated in the AFL at the moment. I, I was gonna, okay. I was gonna say, Reese. There was a few times where you, were, you, we were actually recording the podcast at your house, and and, and he'd pop over. You yeah, know, he'd, he'd, have to, yeah. he'd have to play with the yeah. kids for thirty minutes before we were done. Then we, we never had a chance to get I him know. on the show. I know. I was always doing the babysitting duties. <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, no, it's it's good to be on here. So, Beast Mode, I want to talk about the the barometer comments. Um, obviously, I, I believe it's taken out of context. And what I've spoken yeah. about before is I think that you, the way you set the tone for us as a team and the attitude you bring during the game, before the game, the energy you bring, I always said I was going to hand the baton over to you because that's, that's our role yeah. within the team. Um, I just thought like, I was just going to take in a bit of context and um, I thought what a better way to talk to the guy himself and see um, yeah. how, how he's put up from the game. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, um, I think you said it, Rob. I, I didn't mean it in the way that, um, I was going to be the player that sparked it all for us, um, winning games, and um, you know I'm going to be one of our better players out there on the day or or not. I just more really mm. meant it that the boys could rely on me to um, sort of bring some energy to to the group and um, attitude in the in in the change rooms before before the game and while we're out in the park and on the bench and stuff like that, not necessarily dominate and be the best player. Yeah. Just be someone um, that the group can rely on to always uh, get them up and about or um, not be flat or uh, get to certain blokes that um, are having a, a tough moment or a tough day or whatever. So um, that's that's how I how I sort of seen it. And I, um, I'm i glad that I can explain myself a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I think you did it pretty well for me as well. So yeah. I always struggle after the game getting getting out what I want to say, but I know, I know as soon as I came out, I was like, oh, I knew exactly what you meant. Um, and yeah. it wasn't even like you can even use that term and still mean what you meant because as as your mm. teammate, we we speak about math all the time about like the energy he brings and knowing that we're going to get from him every time you go out on the field, and that's something that we we love having him in the team for. Um, so you know, I know my role is exactly the same as Matho's pretty much just on the wing. So. Yeah. Oh, and if anything, mate, you're you're probably the biggest barometer. Outside, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I've only learned after the last couple of years of you. So I mean, um, I mean, we bounce off each other, really. Yeah, but, we do. Um, I, I I meant it the way you sort of described it, and I didn't mean it in any disrespect towards anyone or yeah. anything like that, or saying that I'm I'm a going to be the better one of our better players or anything. I just mm. meant it as. That's I feel like that's part of my role in the team is 100%. to bring that a little bit of energy and um, 
uh, that sort of edge to, to our team. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask you that, uh, Reese, because it, it, it sounds like this has been something that you've been working on for some time. And I'm sure, as you just touched on before, I'm sure Mitch has t- taught you a few tricks over the years as well. So I'm sure you've, you've definitely learned from the best. But in terms of, I suppose, the, the energy that you want to bring, you, you've obviously been uh, you know, on the list for a number of years. Is this, how, is this the role that you really want to be able to embrace and play um, to be able to solidify your spot in the team? Um, it, I, I don't see it as a as a role or it's going to give me a game week to week. I just, I see it as that's just the way I am as a, as a person. Um, and if you know me on and off the field, I'm, I'm full noise most of the time. And I love being around, I'm, I love being around people. And, um, so I'm, I'm pretty sociable like that, but, um, yeah, I, I feel like now that I'm, um, sort of, I, I'm known like that. Uh, I like bringing that to the team and, um, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's just the way I am, I guess. You've had to buy your time a little bit in the reserves, mm. and as a teammate, I know that you've put up some serious numbers in the two years playing that on-ball role, and uh, something that we've spoken about is having to go forward and kick goals. You've, you've been doing that in the, in the reserves now, you're doing the seniors. Having to buy your time a little bit, is it, has it been fr- frustrating at times, or have you just seen, like, when I get my chance, I'm going to take it with both hands? Oh, yeah, you bet. Like, it, 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 it has been frustrating at times, but... Um, at the same time, Mitch, you know me, I, I understand um, the position sometimes I'm in and we, we have a quality midfield with yourself and Lockie Neal and, you know, Hugh McCluggies is having a great year and look at Jared Lyons now is one of the one of the best midfielders in the comp. So sometimes you've got to have a look at it and be like, well, th- these blokes are not doing anything wrong. They're, they're playing some outstanding footy. So um, sort of where do I fit in? And it's good to be in in such a good team like that and successful team because when you come in, you you still win games and mm. um, stuff like that. But it's definitely just been... Uh, it was frustrating, you know, emergency week to week and um, being so close but just not quite there. And yeah. um, But at the same time, you can't argue with some of the blokes that are in there and the way they perform because some of them are champions. So, um, so, you know, Dane Zorko comes through there and boys like that, they're, they're, they're champions of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have a you have the performance you, you obviously had on Friday night, Reese. So, where, where after the game, do you stop and assess? You know how how you obviously play. Do you sort of make little goals for yourself um, after that game to make sure you can build from this point forward? Like, where, where do you want to go from here? Yeah, obviously, just just keep on building um, off that game. You know, Richmond Richmond's a, a quality outfit, so um, it's always good to you know have a decent a decent game or contribution to. Uh, against a solid team like that and they've been the benchmark over the last couple of years so for me it's just take that confidence into uh, other teams you play because um, you know Richmond being one of the best teams in the AFL means you know you can sort of compete with with other AFL teams but um, yeah it's just, it's just taking confidence and building week by week for me. Love that by you mate. Well we hopefully keep you in the team for a lot longer I know, I know you, you bring that spark and we love having you in there mate. Hey quick one are you with Rainer right now? I I was with Rainer. I'm just at the park. I just walked off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting in at a cafe. I didn't really want to have this conversation <laughs> inside the cafe. You could have put me on speakerphone and got the whole three three of you around the phone. It would have been uh, perfect. <laughs> nah, nah, all good. Um, nah, honestly, thank you, Reese, for coming on today. I know short notice. Uh, I literally texted you about an hour ago, so you're up and about for that. Rob but... Dog, I was... Uh... Rob Dolan was absolutely pumped coming on today. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, 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 I texted Hamo first. I texted Hamo first and made sure that was all good. So he was like, please oh, get him on. He will love it. 
Wicked, yeah. I did. I had the. Uh, I'm normally on Do Not Disturb on the old mobile, but I had my uh, ringtone right up today for this there one. There we go. There we oh, go. Perfect. Geez. All right then, Maddie. I really appreciate no, it, buddy. Hopefully, thanks, uh, well, we well. get another couple wins and we go keep on forward. Yeah, let's go. Keep All going right. forward. All right, love you, mate. Bye. Bye. That's Reese Matheson. That's him in a nutshell, yeah. man. You can feel it through. Yeah. Like, I know him. So I know him. Like, he's, like, one of my best mates. So I know him. Mm. But I can just feel his, like, passion and shit through the phone call, which is crazy, right? Well, like, you're a fan. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Hype. Yeah. yeah. That's what he is the whole time. I really wanted mm. to ask him. When he bagged that goal, oh, he should have. Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. when he squared up. Yeah. Like, is that is that a move? He doesn't. He it? doesn't. Like, he's a massive Avengers Marvel fan. So, like, that's. I I'm, I'm, there guessing must that's have I'm guessing that's where yeah. he got it from. But he's known for his celebrations. Yeah. Obviously, shotgun. Oh, but but as a, as a as a I, I mean I like the Hulk celebration to be honest. Yeah. I mean the, the Superman, Hulk. That's the, what it was. Yeah, the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was the Hulk. Uh, it wasn't. Was it the Superman? Well, or the I Hulk? think it's Hulk. You know it's Hulk. How Superman like opens up his shirt. And yeah. He, like, no, I think it's Hulk. Oh, you think it's Hulk? I think it's Hulk. Could be busting Thing. through. Yeah. I, I tell you so. what. Whatever it was, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was it. on my feet. I loved it. I was on my feet. he brings energy. Like win, lose, or draw. But there's no, there's no, and I've said this on the podcast before. There's not enough characters in our game. Well, yeah, I don't. So, I you know what I fucking hate. I hate it when people come out and be like, oh, I want people to have personality. This is the fans mm, and you know mm, the media talking right yeah. now. We want players that have um, um, personalities, have some enjoyment when giving interviews. And as soon as, as soon as someone comes out and starts being themselves, everyone's like, ah, oh, smacking. Who do you think he is? He's played like twenty games, call himself yeah. Roman and all this shit. And like, oh, you know, what's he done? The shotgun. Now he does this stuff. Like, yeah. get, get off him. Like, that's what that's what I love to see. Yeah. If I see other players doing it from other teams, like I'd. I'd Probably internally think they're wankers or whatever like that. But that's it. That's mm. just that's a, the thing. Like, yeah, I yeah. love seeing goal celebrations. I love seeing all this stuff. Um, and the people like I told him, I said, "Man, you got." He copped a lot of negative DMs, obviously from, oh, the, from the Tiger kidding. supporters oh, from the weekend. Yeah, but that, you and I, that. I, so I was like, "Hey, Matho, come have a look at mine after the game." <laughs> so I showed him mine. And he's like, oh, "Okay, for about even for that game." But you, you take it as a, a compliment when mm. other t- when other like supporters get off you because I didn't like um, Ballantyne at. Oh, I mm. hated him with a passion. Mm. Met him. He's the nicest guy. I'm in, I'm in a group chat with him, like Snapchat. I don't know how this happened, but I'm in the chat yeah. with him. Amazing family man. Great bloke. It's just mm. like the footy persona you have compared to who you are off field is so different. Like I didn't like Dan Merritt at all before I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wanted to fight him. I, every time I played <laughs> against him, he fought. Yeah. And he's like the nicest dude I've ever met in my life. Like yeah. love him. Love his family, Sarah and the kids. Like that kind of stuff. So don't buy into what you see on the field. Like that's just like the white line fever. Yeah. Like, I'm a good guy, guys. Come on, get around me. But yeah. off the field, like it's just so many cases. This stuff. Like I didn't mm. get along with Caddy either. Josh Caddy from Richmond, and oh, I've spoken yeah. about it publicly before. But I met him in the off season um, with him and Dusty and a few other guys. We had a few beers, and he's like a pretty good, pretty good bloke too. So mm. this is one of those things. Like it's just not what it seems like on the field, and and. The supporters will, or the media will build you up to be someone that you're not, and yeah. then that's not who and you are. And then tear you down, you know, like, and it's just, so oh, don't who, go who ask is this guy? have personality and then change your mind when it's like you don't like something or just, mm. like, the, oh, it's just one of those things, but I think mm. Matho is going to keep being himself and everyone else should just keep being himself. Yeah. So if, if the next interview he does is, oh, yeah, we're just taking it one week at a time. You'd be like, credit oh, to the boys. Oh, I'll throw up. Yeah, I'll just yeah. go, oh, there's another one gone, you know, like, yeah, yeah. why? You know, the, we, we want to see personalities in our yeah. game. And you don't want to keep tearing down blokes for having um, the courage to do that stuff. Like, Richmond have been putting shit on us for 15 years. Mm. Um, we don't have to keep rolling over to teams. Like, it's not that thing. Like, that's not what we want to, like, perceive as, like, we're arrogant, all that stuff. But mm. there's a time and place where you say, nah, like just we're gonna be ourselves and play our own brand of footy. So that stuff with Matho, I loved it. That's for sure. Absolutely. I think that's us, mate. I think that's us for this week. The but crazy, we've got to do our tippings. The tippings and that footy stat. Yes. I was yes, gonna talk absolutely. about this. So I've been getting tagged by everybody and I put up a tweet today saying, What can we talk about? This 
this spooky footy resemblance. So I'll run you through it. In like, and this has got nothing to do. I'm not. I don't think we're going to win three in a row. Just here before I say this. <laughs> But we spoke about it at the start of the year. I think Fags might have brought this up. We were one mm. of three. Um, and then we spoke about the team of 2001. They, they they started the season off. They lost the two finals before that, like the last two mm. years of finals. Then they started off zero and, uh, one and three. And then in round 10, they played the running premiers who were Essendon. Um, that was the, if they, you know, if they can bleed, we can beat them type thing. You know, remember that? Mm. I don't remember that or not. Yeah. Um, lethal. Then, lethal. Yeah, lethal. That. Lethal yeah. was a big saying. And then... They they beat Essendon by 102 to 74. We beat Richmond, who reigning premiers, 124. Obviously, they won the next three premierships. I'm not saying that, but that's just like an that's just crazy to me to see that. That's I, I did see that tweet and thought, oh, geez, there's a there's a if if you were superstitious, if you're superstitious, you would put that much money on that. But like, it's just crazy. I don't think that's crazy. Like, I don't think they're gonna win the next three. Yeah, yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, it'd be amazing. Sign me up for two more years, yeah, please. I was going to say that the, the contract Jeez, talks. My contract will... talks, I'll be taking no money for <laughs> yeah. the next couple of years and just playing for free if that's going to happen. But I just thought that was crazy. Everyone wants me to talk about it. And I, I, it's, yeah, we did speak about it early days. And I was actually pretty crazy that it's just popped up again. And that's what happened in round 10 as well. The same round and the same score. Jeez. You couldn't even write that. No. Nah, I, 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 honestly, as I said, when I, when I saw the first tweet, I thought, oh, do I send this to you or not? Because I was... Nah, a- I de- we, de- we spoke about it real early on in the year. So that was... Mm. that was just, It's just crazy how it's come to fruition again. Yeah, geez. And I tell you what, that 2001 team, I, I always talk about that as being one of the greatest teams I've ever seen just on a football whole, field. that whole era they had. Just unbelievable. I was going to be cool to talk to Rainer before, but I don't know why it popped up. Um, all right. Well, how'd you go last week's in your tips? Uh, you won. Of course I did. I seven won. out of nine, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think there was one game you picked that I don't think anyone picked. Giants, West Coast, you picked uh, I did pick that. I Giants. said that in travel as well. I thought we were going to travel to the Giants. Mm, I picked West Coast. Disappointed. Well, who did I pick? I picked someone else. I was like, no. I thought Hawks were going to beat. Oh, no, I thought Hawks were going to beat someone. Uh, Hawks were going to oh, beat Colton. Didn't? No, I thought Hawks were going to win. Oh, yes. Because I thought they got um, punished before. I thought they were going to come out and spank them. No, you definitely got there. Well, we've got a big Friday night game. There's a big Friday this night game, This is the game, game of the Jack. year, isn't it? Like, uh, so far. Oh, you'd have to say so. Yeah, like yeah. That I th- hope they're going to be ten and zero, both of them. But they they've ruined mm. that chance. Thanks, Western Bulldogs, Melbourne. How do you? But this is probably the biggest game of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, Where is it, Jackie? Talk to me. Bulls, ver- Bulldogs versus Melbourne. It's seven fifty at Marvel Stadium on Friday night. Whose home game does it say? Is the first name or was the first home game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So first, Bulldogs. Okay, so Bulldogs home game. I'm going to go the Bulldogs. I. I Mm. I shouldn't be saying this, but I I love some of their players, like the way they go, like the way I go about it. They did lose little Liba, yeah, but they did lose Shalor on the week. That doesn't matter if you lose a superstar; you got fourteen mm. more of them waiting to go in there. I know, I know, but geez, Melbourne only just oh, they they really shouldn't have lost the game on the weekend against Adelaide. Yeah, um, yeah true. I, I'm going to go Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Gonna go Melbourne. But right. but there is a there is a statue in the rounds I don't have with me at the moment, but uh, they are calling Marvel Stadium the Doghouse because <laughs> they don't lose the, it. The dogs play very well at Marvel Stadium. The Doghouse. I was actually talking to the boys this the other day. It's still Telstra to me. It's still Telstra. Oh, Telstra. Yeah. I don't understand. Like I don't. I still always un, unwillingly call it that. Just it just comes off my tongue. But yeah. that's just how old I am. Shit. <laughs> well, but I'm, yeah, I'm going, going dog. I'm going dogs. I'm going Melbourne. I'm <laughs> going right. Melbourne, Jack. Saturday, one forty-five p.m. at the MCG. Collingwood versus Geelong. Geelong. Geelong are a really good team at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I'm, I'm not saying they're flying under the radar, but I think a little bit like Brisbane, there, there's still a lot of talk around the Bulldogs and, and Melbourne. I, I reckon Geelong. Yeah, I think they'd like that, Geelong, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I reckon they would too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Geelong. I think they're just too strong at the moment. I think they're sitting third on the ladder and they're just, they've got too many 
players who can play a, a big role in that team. Yeah. Like who are firing at the moment. Yeah, give me Geelong as well. 10 past two at the Gabatoire, Brisbane Lions, GWS Giants on mm. Saturday. Go on, Brisbane, surely. Uh, yeah, I'll wait. This is a big game for us because we've beaten them twice at their home ground. Last four games, we've beaten mm. them twice at their home ground and they've beaten us twice at ours. Mm. And if we want to make it a, a fortress like we want to, we have to we have to beat Giants this and, weekend. And, and they're, they're, they're beating good teams, they're, Giants. They're a very good team. I reckon yeah. they're the ones that go on the radar. They're, I think they're 5-5 five mm. five right now. And the, their losses have, they've had have been to, recently have been to two very good teams and they've been in it at three-quarter time. Mm. Le- Leon Ca- Cameron is coaching as well as he ever has. Their players just fight it out. That's mm. what I love. I actually like some of the players in the Giants too. So it's it's going to be a big game for us. Absolutely. 4.35 Saturday, we've got Saints versus North at Marvel Stadium. Well, I saw Brett Radner after the game saying he's going to make a few changes. So I think that's going to be a big game for North to take. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go for North here. I think they're going to make some changes in Kilda and like the players coming in will, will fight hard. But you just got to fight. I reckon North will just run away with it. Jesus Christ could be full forward for St. Kilda at the moment. I don't think they could win the game. Uh, they just keep they just keep letting me down every time I tip them. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go North Melbourne. And because we're in Essendon's, um, we're in Emma's jersey. Yes, yes, so yeah, that's, that's why we're, yeah. we're going. For that. Yeah, we're going North Melbourne. Yeah, I did Jesus in the jersey. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I just I've tipped them. I reckon three weeks in a row, and I I, I keep getting let down. So I'm going North Melbourne. Seven forty. This is a great game in the territory. Gold Coast Suns versus the Hawks. Oh man, I like the Suns. I'm I'm feeling mm. the Suns. I think I think they it's going to be pretty sweaty and hard football out there. And being in a Brisbaneite and a Queenslander, I think that's going to um, help them in good stead. Like the ball gets that slippery and down. Yeah, correct. The conditions definitely that will slippery suit. and that humid. And yeah. we we train in it a little bit more than Hawthorne. So I think in that regards, I'm going to go for the Suns. And I think yeah. just like the tackle pressure and the, the scrappy footy they can play will be good for them. The, they have a multi-year uh, agreement with the Northern Territory government, the Gold okay. Coast Suns. Um, they need to win this game. They need to be building yeah. support up there. Yeah. So I, I reckon Suns definitely have to win that one. All right. Well, wasn't it last year that they had uh, Stewie Dew firing up when they were versing Ooh, Carlton? Well, they yeah. did too. Because that was, cause that was in did. the documentary, that clip. Gold. Mm. Yep. Uh, yep. Saturday, we've got 7.40, same time at Optus Stadium, West Coast Eagles versus Essendon. Yeah, West Coast. Uh, I'm going to go Essendon. No, you're not. Yeah. Why? Uh, I, I think I think Brett Ratton has got a very good group. I think they're huh? playing. Uh, sorry, Brett um, Ratton. Brett Ratton. Hang sorry. on. Thanks for the question. I do think I, I do think the midfield at the moment, McGrath, Parrish, and Merritt, like are just superb at the moment. And yeah, I just I, I feel like West Coast again the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're, they're showing signs that they are beatable. Yeah. I, I've often never tipped against West Coast at Optus Stadium, but, um, you know, Essendon have performed okay at, at Perth Stadium. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go Essendon. I'm going West Coast. They'll win that one. Mm. One ten on Sunday, you've got the Richmond Tigers versus Adelaide Crows at the MCG. Yeah, I'm tipping uh, the Mighty Tigers. Yeah, They will um, take a lot of out of that game that we play on the weekend and they'll uh, put on a, a clinic, I think, down there. That will be th- very hard to beat. Uh, and they're the, getting, like, yeah. a few players back too, like De- Dion Pressier. Mm. And I think a couple other uh, maybe be coming back, like Edwards and I think they are, someone. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's a big big game for them. Yeah, you're not tipping against West, uh, Richmond at, at the G this not weekend. Not 3.20 at the SEG. You've got the Swans versus Carlton. It's a yeah, tough one. I want to tip the baggers. Mm. But SCG is a tough game to win. Yeah. Oh, and so it's, yeah. Oh, 
It, it is tough. I mean, Carlton really should be playing a lot better than what they are as well. So mm. um, They had a good win on the weekend. I had a few did. beers watching that game, and mm. I was pretty wrapped with them. But I, I'm going to go Sydney. I think at home they're, they're too strong, and they've got Buddy firing after six, six snags. Uh, he'll probably come out and kick another handful, I reckon. Yeah, oh, I'm going to go Carlton. I think Carlton. Stop Carlton trying to go against me. You're uh, just trying nah, to get that point of difference so yeah, you can get up on the nah, list. Nah, I'm this, definitely. going for the, like, if it's going to work well or work bad for you. That's what I think. Like, now, nah, we'll, we'll already lose a game because I have to go Brisbane every to, week. So I can't. <laughs> you <laughs> you take chances, I told mate. you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I, I do think I do think at the G, uh, SCG, sorry, Carlton can win that. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. That, that's, the, that's the one that I think is the hardest that one. Go yeah, that's a 50-50 call. And last game of the round, you've got Port Adelaide versus Fremantle at Adelaide Oval. 440. 440 on a Sunday, Arvo. That's yep. Port. They're going to be some hostile supporters there. That's for oh, sure. That, that's that's a that's a hard hard game to win. Fremantle will get ready to pull your socks up. That's a yeah. very very hard. Watch job. out. I'm going Port as well. Yeah. There we go. Absolutely. All that's right. us, mate. Well, that wraps up for another episode. Um, I think that went pretty well. Hopefully, uh, Andrew Hamilton ticks it off uh, nice and easy. So. I'm looking forward to this week, mate. It's a big game for us, GWS, on Saturday. Make sure you get your tickets at 2.10. We're looking for another win on the board um, to get one back over GWS. But thank you, Shawnee T. Thank you, Jazzy. Thank you, Jack, for coming in today. That's your Rip Through a Podcast.